so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to help brighten your day. More importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nawala. And this is A World of Hopes. I don't know about you, Amy, but I am definitely ready to uh, hear some hope this week. But before we get there, uh, how are things in your world? What's going on? I feel like things are, I don't want to say back to normal, but um, like traffic sucks. and <laughs> So back to and normal. <laughs> <laughs> there's lines for things again. And, you know, I don't know, everything is back to kind of like normal, but not. Yeah, kind of like this quasi new normal, you know, I, I can see it. Yeah, so like when we started doing this, it was a very different experience. Like, right. at least in my neighborhood, it felt like the majority of people did stay home. Like it was the, the couple of times that I would go out, it was very quiet. It was very eerie. Because yeah. yeah, it was it was almost like this like dystopian wasteland kind of deal where like nobody was around and it was really strange. Yeah. Yeah. I I just remember getting on the freeway and like there were no cars behind me. And I'm like, what is going on? And now it's back to there's so many cars, nobody will let me merge in when I need to change lane. You know, like it's just that again. Right. So yeah, I've just been kind of adjusting to um having a new schedule and figuring out what the day-to-day looks like, kind of adjusting to being back out and about. Yeah, I, it's it's been a, an odd transitional couple of weeks, but um, I feel like I'm starting to feel the, the flow of what things will be like for right now. And um, it's good. I mean, I can't complain. It, it's good. It's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Do you like how I was uh, trying to convince myself of that? It's yeah, good. That was no, good. No, it's good. I, I was going to ask, is it good? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> if I say it enough times. <laughs> no, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. It's, it's um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I really can't complain. There's just been some um, just really devastating news of some some people that i know and like extreme cases of loss and yeah grief and hearing all of that news and processing that like in the grand scheme of things yes things i'm good you know i can't i can't complain i'm good yeah i hear you yeah yeah it, likewise for me uh although i will say i had a rather interesting experience a couple days ago so I uh, actually had to go in and have my toenail removed, my big toe on my right side. Oh. Yeah, it is, it's kind of a weird story. So I don't know how it happened, but apparently a couple of years ago, I created some kind of trauma to my nail. It ended up splitting on me. And uh, apparently, in certain cases, uh, you can do damage to they call it the nail matrix i guess or some something hmm. to that effect uh which i was just picturing like the matrix movie <laughs> i'm like oh is there like a neo gonna pop out of my toe but uh that would be awkward <laughs> yeah 
little little strange. But apparently, when, if you damage that, it's the damage will just keep growing back. So I would mm. had these splits that kept happening. Recently, like my toe began hurting, and come to find out, I had like three layers of toenails like growing under there. Wow. Yeah. So as you can imagine, quite painful. <laughs> not, not very fun. I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah, and the podiatrist took one look at the toe and I was like, yeah, dude, you got to remove it. So, uh, yeah, uh, I uh, currently sit without a toenail. <laughs> and watching the procedure <laughs> was rather interesting. So the toe was completely numbed, and it really felt like an out-of-body experience <laughs> to a degree <laughs> uh, because I, I couldn't feel anything. So it was like I was watching someone else's foot <laughs> get worked on while in my the back of my brain, I'm like, this looks painful. It is probably going to hurt later. <laughs> Uh, and it did a little bit. It did. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it was it was definitely an experience to say the least. And then there was this other thing, like uh, the finality of it all, right? The idea, you know. And I know it sounds silly, but I was thinking, I'm gonna go the rest of my life without a toenail. <laughs> like my right big toe is never going to have a toenail again. Did you even have a moment to say goodbye? Like. <laughs> No, I didn't. Aww. But yeah, I know. Should have should have saved it and you know buried it in the yard or something. But no, it, you don't need to save it. It's okay. <laughs> it's probably better that you didn't. No, and and in the long run, I'll be better off. At least my toe will be pain free. So that I'm looking forward to. There you go. Uh, because yeah, having split toenails not not fun. Not fun. Uh, not very uh fun to look at either. I might add. It's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't you? I mean, even though you don't have the nail anymore, you could still like paint. Maybe you could paint your toe, you know, give it some personality. Just I'll just start the toe. Like, painting emojis on it or something. Yeah. yeah there you go. That could be fun. <laughs> It'll be my mood toe. Like, whatever mood I'm in, I'll just paint it the corresponding color. There so you you'll go. You'll know. There you go. Sounds awesome. Well, I'm sorry for your toe, but I'm glad that it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> Thank you very much. So. <laughs> On that fun note, uh, let's say we get into some hope. <laughs> what, what do you have for us this week? Oh, I have the cutest hope highlight to share with you today. Can I just tell you? I could use a little cute right now. Good, good. Because this was the most adorable story that I saw, uh, both on ABC7 News and Good Morning America's website. Um, it was from earlier this month about a two-year-old little boy named Marco Elizondo from Chula Vista, California. And this little boy, you know, most people, when they see a delivery truck coming, they get excited because of what they're delivering. <laughs> right. um, but this little boy could have cared less about the packages. For him, he was completely in love with the big brown UPS trucks. So apparently they live uh, near one of the UPS facilities in Chula Vista. His fascination with UPS trucks kind of began around Christmas time. Obviously, lots of UPS trucks out making deliveries for the holidays. So he saw them all the time. His mom kind of noticed that he would get really excited every time he'd see a UPS truck. <laughs> That's cool. So. She would go out for a run, and her route is near the UPS hub there. And so she would load him up on the stroller and take him <laughs> take him for a jog. And it became this daily thing where they would 
she would go for her run. They would stop at the driveway where all of the UPS trucks would come out every morning for their daily route. And he would get so excited and wave at every single truck and truck driver that went by. That's like the UPS distribution center was his Disneyland. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. And this little boy just got so excited. He like loves UPS trucks. It's adorable. I guess his mom got him this cute, it looks like a cute little like pajama set with a UPS truck on the front. And then he has the like matching uniform. Like, and so he would wear it all the time. He has like all this stuff that's UPS, but what he ended up getting out of this situation is even more adorable. So imagine cute little two-year-old boy there every morning to wave at you as you're leaving for your daily route of deliveries, right? One of the UPS drivers was a gentleman named Ron Jimenez. And he noticed Marco hanging out there every morning for the last few months. He was always right there. So they would all honk their horns and wave and you know, bid him good morning, you know, because the UPS cars, the big trucks always have the doors open. <laughs> you right, know, that's right. kind of their thing. After weeks and weeks and months of this cute little boy uh, greeting them every morning, these group of guys that all are truck drivers there um, decided to bestow upon Marco his own UPS truck. <laughs> One of those little tyke coops, you know, the little like Fred uh, Flintstone yes, feet yes. ones where you use your feet to drive around. They basically gave it a complete overhaul so that it has a new paint job. It has new stickers, UPS logo all over it um, so that it looks like a little replica UPS truck. That's brilliant. And the That's truck brilliant. number, <laughs> the truck number that they gave it. Is actually Marco's birthday, which I thought was ah, super cute. Perfect. Yeah. I loved uh, what um, one of the drivers said in the, this cute little video uh, on the ABC7 website. He said, To see somebody who's appreciative of us and gives us a kind smile and a wave that starts our day off with a bang, uh, it brings hope back to us. And I just thought, you know, these, these poor delivery guys have been through the ringer the last oh, year you know yeah. i feel like yeah. we've been relying on deliveries for so many more things you know in the last year absolutely and i know they've they've been working their tails off to, so to have this adorable little boy show them a little bit of appreciation and and to have them see the hope in that and have that give them that extra hope i just thought it was super appropriate to share here um, and then for them to turn around and give this little boy with something that brings him so much joy. It's just this never ending cycle of kindness and joy and hope. And I stinking love it. That is so awesome. And dude, yeah, you're right. That's such a feel good story. <laughs> like you can't help but smile hearing that. And I can just picture the excitement on that boy. And then, of course, how it translates to the UPS drivers, as you mentioned, and that had to be something special for them, too. I mean, it's something to look forward to each day. You know, I'm sure they it sounds like they got as much out of that interaction as the boy did, which is great. Right. And it just, you know, it reminds me that there is something to be said about the incredible power behind the small things. 
a smile, saying hello and good morning. Yeah. Doing even if the bare minimum to spread joy. Like it doesn't have to be this huge elaborate thing all the time. Yeah, those small things. And then doing that repeatedly time and time again. Goes a long way. Yeah. It it grows. Yeah, it grows and, and definitely goes a long way. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So what do you have for us today? My story is rather interesting. And I feel honestly it could be uh ripped from the pages of some Hollywood script, like for some uh big action blockbuster or something. Like it's pretty harrowing and intense. <laughs> Uh, but ultimately, it's rather inspiring. So this, mm. this story comes to us from India, and it specifically has to do with the India railway system, which is kind of like the metro system that we're accustomed to or, you know, any other train uh, station uh, with trains coming and going and things like that. Here, apparently, there there was this child who was with his mother, and the mother was uh, visually impaired, so she, you know, couldn't see very well. And the child ended up falling off the platform down to the tracks right as a train was beginning to pull into the station. So the train was not very far and the child was down there. The mother was just frantic because she couldn't tell because the child fell below like she couldn't feel him or reach out for him. And she so she had no idea what was going on. But luckily, there was an employee of the the rail system there uh, by the name of Mayur Shelke who just, uh, without even thinking, jumped down there and ran to the child and was able to prop him up and get him on the platform and raise himself up just before the train uh, passed through. I mean, oh gosh, this was really close. Mm. Uh, in fact, the BBC has some, uh, some footage of it. So if you want to take a look, you know, we'll definitely leave a link on the show notes below. But yeah, like I said, it, it could literally have come from like some action movie or some television show. I mean, it, it was just so harrowing. But what was inspiring is just how Mayor Shelke was so quick to act, you know, and he even admitted later that the thought crossed his mind as he was in the process of doing it, that he might not make it. But for him, it was just all about saving the kid. Uh, he didn't even really give it a second thought, you know, it just sprung to action and he just felt like, what what else could you do? Like that's right. I mean, you just had to to act, and uh, it for me like that was incredibly inspiring. Uh, but the story goes a little bit deeper than that. So the uh, Indian railway system actually awarded Meyer Shelke a reward for his heroism, continuing his trend of being a hero. He decided to split that money with the boy and his family. Uh, so he gave it to them because uh, he found out that I guess their family wasn't very well off financially. So he wanted to uh, to help them out further, you know, and uh, decided to uh, just give that money up as well. So all around, like this guy is just an amazing person. And, uh, you know, this story, it's just one that uh, really touched me because, you know, I, I think it goes back to the, this whole idea that in times of crisis, most of us would respond in a favorable way. Like we would be called to act, right? And to help our fellow person or fellow human. And uh, yeah, it, it just kind of makes me feel good that, you know, people are able to uh, put their own safety aside to help someone in need. Wow, yeah. And I can only imagine like what was going through that poor mother's mind too, you know, to she had no idea like where her kid was, right? And she couldn't really act uh, because she couldn't really see. So yeah, there's nothing she could have done. Yeah. Yeah. So well, luckily, you know, there's, there's people like Meyer Shelke out there and, uh, you know, and 
I, I'm glad that he got recognized and and God bless them, you know, and, and the, the idea of giving up half of his reward, you know, of course he didn't do it for the reward, but to give up half of that to the family, you know, like saving the boy's life, like many would argue like, hey, dude, you, you did your thing, but yeah, he wasn't done helping, helping that family. So that's, that's pretty inspiring to me. Mm, that's incredible. Yeah. Very cool. So again, these are the stories I love. Like it just shows, uh, the, the good in humanity and and that's what i i like to see it because i i like i said i i truly believe that most people in the world are good at, at heart and uh when the situation calls for it yeah they'll, they'll help each other out because that's the right thing to do all right now before we get out of here amy and i are each going to offer a recommendation something that we've been enjoying that we think you might enjoy as well uh, amy what do you have for us this week well, my recommendation for this week is uh, actually I'm I'm jumping onto your podcast train here. Woo woo! There you go. <laughs> I'm going with the uh, Huberman Lab podcast. Okay, you've been telling me about this one, and I'm very interested. Yeah, I've mentioned it a couple times in conversations with you, I think. But the Huberman Lab podcast, uh, it, it's all about neuroscience. Dr. Andrew Huberman, he's a tenured professor of neurobiology and ophthalmology at the Stanford School of Medicine. And he just has these really incredible podcasts that um, he started actually not that long ago. I'm trying to remember when the first one that I listened to, it, it was like right around the end of 2020, the beginning of the new year. Um, was the first that I heard of it. And he would do kind of month-long themes, but basically in a, in a broad sense, um, he's looking at how our brain and its connections with the organs of our body controls our perceptions, our behaviors, and our health. And he likes to talk about existing and emerging tools for both measuring and changing how our nervous system works. And so from everything, like including like, how to increase motivation and drive to how to manage stress and anxiety, how to optimize learning and creativity, as well as optimizing sleep and metabolism and, you know, talking about our hormones and how they control hunger. And it's just some incredibly fascinating stuff. Everything that he talks about is just so well-researched. Like, I'm not going to sit down and read a medical review or, you know, like the latest medical journal article on such as that. I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to understand that. <laughs> right. He does such a great job of just presenting things. I, I feel smarter just <laughs> listening to him speak, you know, <laughs> like, but everything is just so well-researched. Honestly, like I feel like a lot of the things that he he talks about is just so relevant for life right now. Um, it's all just very practical information. Um, but I feel like I'm sitting in on some fancy academic, you know, class or something. <laughs> it's oh, just, I love it. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's it's um he takes these scientific things, subjects, and makes it understandable and applicable to anyone like it, I I don't know it's just I feel like he's letting me in on some big secret but it's just the stuff that all the smart people know <laughs> <laughs> his laboratory actually studies um, 
neural regeneration and neuroplasticity Ooh, um, and cool. different different brain states. So like stress, fear, focus, um, that kind of stuff. And so that that's what what he studies in his lab. And, and so he just gets to share all of this really cool information in really interesting ways. And I have been loving it. Honestly, like the brain is so complex and so amazing. And just to hear these topics like, uh, you know, center around science and uh, yeah, that's fascinating. You were telling me specifically like his stuff on sleep and just that was extremely yes. fascinating. And that's what I really want to dive into because that, that's an issue. I still have trouble with that and being able to hack that with science. Yeah. Yeah. Those were some of the the first I think that was what he talked about a lot in January was the sleep stuff how to master sleeping, like as someone who struggles with insomnia. Likewise, yeah. Yeah, you know, he shared about um, this whole discussion on temperature minimum that like, I didn't realize your body temperature like fluctuates pretty drastically throughout the night as you sleep. That in combination with, um, you know, discovering when your temperature is the lowest. So if you're someone like me who's not a morning person, (laughs) you know, Figuring out that normal time and then um, exposing yourself to a certain amount of light within the first 30 minutes of when you do wake up shifts your body's rhythm so that your body will be triggered to want to go to bed earlier and to want to wake up earlier naturally on its own. I love that. That's incredible. I'm going to try that. (laughs) That's so cool. So it's just, you know, if you're someone who... um, has a little bit of a nerdy side, likes to learn new things about our incredible bodies and how they work. More importantly than that, like how to use things like neuroscience for our benefit, you know, how we can make these tweaks that are going to help us feel more satiated when we eat our food or to feel more rested when we sleep or, you know, to have a better understanding of our emotions and what drives them. And I, it's just all really, really interesting stuff to me. I encourage you to check it out. It's both, you know, on all the places where you can hear podcasts. He also has a YouTube channel if you prefer to see his face as he speaks. He does occasionally like share like graphs and drawings and things like that. So that are sometimes nice to be able to see what he's talking about. But either way, Either way is a great way to listen if you're just looking to learn some new things and and geek out over neuroscience just a smidge. So there you go. I love that. Yeah. So how about you? What do you got for us this week? Well, I too have a podcast because we just had to keep that podcast train rolling. Choo choo. <laughs> Here we go. All right. What you got for us this week? To me, like podcasting, it's great when you either get education, which like with your recommendation, perfect example of that, you know, you learn and I uh, can apply things to your life. Uh, but the other aspect is just, uh, you know, you get some entertainment and a little bit of escapism. Yeah. And honestly, this is a podcast that I've been listening to on and off uh, just before bed because I find that it puts me in a great uh, kind of sleep state or just this calmness. Uh, the podcast that I, I'm going to recommend, it's called LeVar Burton Reads. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it, dude, just as amazing as it sounds. Like, literally, it's LeVar Burton reading short fiction set against these, like, nice soundscapes. And, dude, his voice is just so soothing. <laughs> 
I, I know he doesn't market it as like a sleep podcast, but dude, it is the perfect podcast to fall to sleep to. I'm telling you, man, like falling asleep to the, just the gentle sounds of LeVar Burton's voice. <laughs> like it's perfect. And if you're not familiar with LeVar Burton, he was the guy behind Reading Rainbow or uh, probably more known for Star Trek Next Generation. He played Jordy. Uh, but LeVar just has this soothing voice. And so LeVar Burton Reads is a podcast where he picks uh, these works of fiction and then they're from authors like Neil Gaiman or Ray Bradbury and and multiple others. And he just uh, reads a, a story for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And it, like I said, it's set against this nice land or soundscape. So it, it's just perfect to just zone out and just feel... Uh, at ease comfortable you can relax and uh, yeah it's just great you know and if you want to focus on the, the words and the story like th there's all, all kind of great stories from you know fantasy to romance to action anything you can think of like you know he'll he'll pick a story kind of uh, that ties into a particular theme and it's just great i i you know as someone who grew up with reading rainbow like uh, just hearing LeVar Burton read again, like it's just so soothing. <laughs> like I just love it. He doesn't market it this way, but I would highly recommend, you know, if you're going to listen to a podcast before bed, this is a great one. It, it just gets your mind in the right place to go to sleep. Sounds amazing. Yeah. So LeVar Burton reads, uh, you can find it anywhere you uh, listen to podcasts and uh, yeah, couldn't recommend it any higher. It's definitely worth your time. So there you go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. And if you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to follow and subscribe to the podcast. And you can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. We'd be more than happy to have you uh, on this podcast journey with us. <laughs> and if you want a little extra hope to get you through, uh, you can also find us on Instagram. We are at AWOHopes, and uh, we'd love to connect with you there, hear your stories of hope, and, and get to share some smiles and, and joy with each other throughout the week. Yeah, we just uh, posted a rather uh, harrowing Friday Five where we had to count down our top five Disney songs. And uh, I think it was going to break one of us. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. <laughs> Someone has quite a few favorites. <laughs> someone, yes, that someone being me. Thanks. Yeah, Thank so, you. Yeah, this, this is a fun thing we do on Instagram. <laughs> Every Friday, we pick a topic and we count down our five favorites uh, from that area. And yeah, we we we've already tackled the Disney songs and the Disney animated movies. And that was, that was I think, tough. those were probably my longest lists. I mean, not to say that my others aren't just as long, because like we've stated, I an issue with too many favorites so <laughs> yeah it's okay it's good fun if you want to hear us kind of sweat it out talking about trying to <laughs> categorize our top five and certain things check us out on instagram it's uh, if nothing else it's going to be entertaining that's for sure it'll 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 bring you uh, a different kind of joy as you watch me <laughs> get frustrated and somehow somehow i think i have more than five when i share but that's okay it's all yeah good. yeah you, you're able to <sighs> find a way to bend the rules but you know, <laughs> it's all good just love them all i can't help it all right everyone until next time take care bye-bye
so yeah the uh the podiatrist the podiatrist the potato doctor <laughs> podiatrist you can do it the podiatrist <laughs> Jeez. Okay. oh man <clears throat> the foot doctor <laughs> 